Cowboy poets, African country acts looking to make it big in Texas. Natural fire process, the 50, that kind of looks interesting. As substance abuse counselors behind bars and even even becoming substance abuse counselors behind bars. What are those? Well, those, those are just a, a small sample of all of the offerings at the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival, which started 20 years ago. It's kind of a local arts event in Missoula, Montana. It has grown, and it's one of the... Uh, uh, better Big Sky, better documentary film festivals, uh, actually in the region and gaining national recognition and international recognition, too. We talk about that today with Rachel Gregg, executive director of the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. I'm Tom Schultz, host of Voices of Montana. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today, brought to you by Blackfoot Communications. Does your home qualify for a $70 discount on your internet bill? Blackfoot Communications is proud to partner with the FCC to help ensure that households can afford the broadband necessary for work, school, health care, and more. For more information on this federal program and to see if your household qualifies for a discount on your internet service, visit goblackfoot.com ACP. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Well, good morning, Rachel. How are you? Good morning, Tom. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, I always get curious about all the selections that you guys have. There's a ton of them. What goes into those selections and things like that? Uh, but let's start, to, well, if we can, 2004. As you tell your story on your website there, um, you, you begin with your beginnings, a very much a local arts event in Missoula, and then it's grown. I mean, uh, and I, I guess I was supposing a little bit, but I know that there's um, there's international recognition. I know there's national recognition as well. Um, has, has the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival exceeded expectations? Oh, man. I mean, being at year 20 for a nonprofit, nonfiction film festival is a pretty big feat. And um, I think that, uh, you know, you mentioned we kind of had humble beginnings, and we've really tried to stay true to that. It's, it's a community festival first. Um, but as the documentary film industry has grown and, um, you know, because Missoula is a cool place and Montana is a cool place to visit, um, it's, it's just gained notoriety and it's been a word of mouth kind of event amongst artists for many years. And then we've, um, we've grown our, our institute that's like the parent organization of the festival um, to, to do education programs for professional artists and youth and, and found ways to make it uh, really sustaining, sustainable and and meaningful and valuable for uh, for lots of communities. So I, I think that's the secret to our success and our longevity and and the the love of the event over 20 years. Well, yeah, the the love of the event too, and that was almost kind of baked in. You do this in a, in a community like Missoula. That, that's the right place for this, isn't it? Seems like it. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of people here who it's college town. People stick around and they they remain very curious throughout their lives. And um, probably the most fun thing is so many people. Um, who have films in the festival come for the festival. And so you get exposure to people from all over the globe. This year we have something like 250 delegates coming from every corner of the earth. And it's uh, we just couldn't be more excited. It's, it's a funny time, right, in February to be welcoming, welcoming people to town. I think we're going to have lots of snow and plunging temperatures next week, but it makes for a good adventure. And um, it is such a warm, welcoming place. And um, Missoula does a real smashing job of, of hosting. Yeah, and I'm sure most, you, you, you go out to Snowball or or Discovery or whatever it is, and it's going to be a Big Sky Documentary Film Festival reunion on the slopes. Um, cause, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah it, uh, that's, that's part of it, though. Uh, I mean, you, you have to create that, that entire atmosphere, don't you? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, folks come, it's a big proposition asking folks to travel here in the winter, but um, the great thing is uh, you kind of have the town to yourself. There's not a whole lot else going on. So it's, you know, it's great for local businesses and, um, and our economy here to to sort of swell town with visitors and and people coming down for the movies as well. Um, And then, yeah, you, you get that experience. A lot of folks will extend their stay and whether it's go skiing or go up to the edge of, edge of Glacier Park, um, go to hot springs, you know, check out the, the scene. It's, it's a unique um, and often a bucket list thing for a lot of folks that they wouldn't think of unless they had an excuse to come for something like big sky. Rachel Gregg, Executive Director of the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival, BSDFF. It actually kicks off February 17th through the 26th uh, this year. And uh, a lot of stuff offered online. And, of course, um, a lot of that stuff, well, all of it available uh, in Missoula at various theaters. How do you select? And how many films are there? And how do you select all these films? Yeah, great question. So this year, uh, I think our full count is 149 films. The majority of those films come from our open call, which means we're, we open um, for submissions of films from May through October each year. Um, we, we receive about 2,000 submissions through the open call, and we, we only are able to select about 6% of those. Even though we're a 10-day festival, we only have room for about, let's say, I, I think in the neighborhood of 85 screenings. So, um, so it's a it's a tough process because we have to say no to a lot of folks, but we get to say yes to to a few as well. So um, I, I want to say we selected 120 films from the open call this year, and then we have a few special programs, uh, student films from Montana State University. We're doing a retrospective with Penny Lane, who's a wonderful, whimsical, humorous, and artful documentary filmmaker, um, as well as uh, a partnership with um, Firelight Media and American Masters, the PBS program. Um, very excited to, to have a well-rounded program and have so much amazing new work come to us through the open call. And one thing, too, that um, I want to make sure we talk about is uh, you've got a native filmmaking initiative, and uh, that seems to have actually been pretty effective. It's taken off. It sure has. So we, we started that initiative in 2018, and the idea is to be more intentional about the, the Indigenous stories that are coming to the festival um, being made by Indigenous filmmakers. So there's kind of three ways we do that. Um, we do classroom programs that we're taking to um, to Indian country across Montana and other classrooms all over the state, um, taking films made by Indigenous filmmakers. Then we have a fellowship program for, uh, you know, emerging artists um, from uh Basically, all over the United States, our fellows are coming from every corner of the of the nation this year. And then we have a, a strand of films at the festival that are made by uh, by Native filmmakers. Um, really exciting how much that's grown and um, and been supported by a lot of our partners. We've been able to support, I mean, in the neighborhood of. Um, 60 filmmakers through the initiative so far, um, and our kind of our next goal is to really make sure we're getting more audience members um, from from the reservations and um, Indian country in Montana coming to the festival. So that's a, that's another hurdle for a future year, but we're hoping to move towards that. When you look at at some of these artists and, and part of this program, you, you mentioned emerging artists. I'm curious about you know what makes a good documentary film, but also how do you spot the talent in an emerging artist? Yeah, you know. Um, I have a really wonderful programming team that's um, 
that's looking for um, artful work that really uh, is a, a little bit different and not too formulaic. You know, this we've watched the documentary world go from kind of this golden age in the in the late teens to this corporate age as the pandemic made you know had really high demand for lots of content and people were watching more documentaries online to now this consolidation age where there's too much and people are tired of watching stuff and we have to kind of skim down. So we're trying to to make space for some of the the folks who don't um, to go, get opportunities with some of those with some more mainstream, say theatrical or um, or streaming opportunities, and really push the boundaries of of what's being done in nonfiction a little bit, um, as well as just you know uh, programming films. We know that Missoula is really going to love um, you know stories folks are are interested in whether it's uh, wildlife or uh, again indigenous voices or. Um, Lady Chris movies or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all of those things we know really appeal to, to folks who live in the West. Um, you know, Big Sky, we've kind of called ourselves the, the nonfiction festival in the American West. And a lot of our program reflects that. It's, it's the values and ideas and things we hold dear and the things that make us excited about living and, and protecting the place where we live. So um, that's an exciting part of it. Uh, because we, we get stuff through the open call, um, it means we see a lot of really creative and different stuff. And we, we don't have to just program a whole bunch of crowd pleasers uh, because it's a big 10-day festival. We have a lot of space for a lot of things. So um, I think the important part is kind of a diversity of ideas, but also selecting work that's really um, you know, mindful of of showing multiple sides of an idea, um, of giving their subjects the opportunity to say what they mean and um, and be really honest and and reduce bias as much as possible. You know, it's it's on the audience to really kind of see and understand and think about it on their own. But there's also an ethical responsibility for a documentary filmmaker to to truly hold hold a mirror to an idea and not put themselves into something too much, right? <laughs> Yeah. So I, I think that's our that's our challenge is sort of making that call is is this a, a holistic um, approach to telling this story and that's a challenging thing. Well, I bet, and it's gotten even more challenging because uh, now we see so much content that that is agenda driven, um, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's in uh, our entertainment industry or you know in our journalistic industry. Uh, I suppose documentary filmmaking is you're kind of beholden to a little bit of of both in that regard. And I've noticed that documentaries, are, they've uh, come such a long ways, too. They, they're utilizing more Hollywood editing, if I, if I may say, you know, and, and, and ideas, so to speak, to, to, be, to be more engaging. Some of the work you're going to be seeing on uh, streaming platforms and stuff is all really high production value, lots of access to archival material and yeah. so on. At Big Sky, sure, we have a few um, that are styled like that, but we also have a whole spectrum of other approaches to documentaries. So um, whether it's you know cinema verite, where you're truly following a subject and just showing what happened in those moments, or are you telling a story that happened in the past and you only have access to archival to talking heads who can provide some um, some narrative around that, um, or are you? Is it an experimental film where you're just capturing imagery and telling a story through um, different artistic expressions? There's, I think, a lot, a big range of what documentary can be, um, and, and we're looking to be sort of an exhibition space for that idea, um, so that. 
we're not just putting documentary into one into one bucket. We're showing all we're we're looking at the gray areas where it's not black and white. What what's the nuance in between things that helps us think about something in a more complex way? I think that's what we're really trying to do here and and have the opportunity to because it's such a big festival. Rachel Gregg, executive director of this big festival, now officially in its 20th year, the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. It's going on in various Missoula locations, February 17th to the 26th. We'll have more as we come on back, and we'll talk about uh, some of these selections as well. Cowboy poets and African cowboy country artists. More on Voices here in just a bit. This doesn't happen without a lot of volunteers. I know that for a fact, too, because I've lived in Missoula a lot of years. Talk about how and why... So many volunteers engage in this. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that, Tom. So we have something in the neighborhood of 140 events throughout the week between screenings and our conference events and parties and stuff like that. So we really need a lot of help. And I am always amazed every year how Missoulians just come out of the woodwork and sign up for, I want to say we have 750 volunteer shifts, and that, that amounts to about 200 folks who come out and uh, and help us with being ushers and ticket takers and uh, scanners and, um, you know, party attendance and conference registration, all of that fun stuff. It's a great way to, you know, meet folks who are coming to town for the festival and yeah. um, help us pull off this big thing. Is there a Norm um, or like a Susan who just has showed up year after year? Oh, you know it. Yep. I can think of some. Steve's and Sally's and Claudia's and and Bill's that have been here. Uh, you know, I, I have to say a lot of our volunteers in the early years were retired uh, Forest Service folks, oh. <laughs> and some of those have stuck with us through the years. But we also have a lot of students that in- get involved from different programs, and um, I, I would say our, our volunteer base is kind of trending younger lately, which is awesome. I, I love to see new community members getting involved at the festival. So, I mean, people of all stripes uh, come, come and help us out. And the cool thing is for every volunteer shift you work, you get a ticket to go see a movie. I, I imagine that there's some benefits, uh, I guess, but you can't do it with, without that. How, what, like what kind of industry, and economically, is the documentary industry? So the doc industry, I was mentioning earlier, kind of has had this very quick progression from the, the golden age to the corporate age to the consolidation age. Yeah. There was a whole lot of money and opportunity there for about two, three years um, as streaming really accelerated. Uh, and there was a high demand for content. Uh, and then, you know, that demand fell off a little bit. And so a lot of that is, uh, you know, that, that door is closing, that window is narrowing. So it's, it's, it's harder to find success. I would say that it takes a lot of passion <laughs> to be a documentary filmmaker because um, it's hard to find funding. It's usually a passion project you do on the side. Um, most doc filmmakers are also, uh, say, commercial filmmakers or um, work on narrative projects or series um, or, or other jobs, right? Um, and this is kind of their side gig, which is, which is cool because it does mean that um, it, a lot of artistry comes through and it's, it, you can feel that passion in the projects. But we would love to see the, the doc industry continue to expand and, and opportunity for uh, revenue streams really, uh, really increase. But it's, it's slow progress, I think, but um, had a big burst recently. So I hope the momentum continues. How do you cover the costs then for this this festival? I know you, you mentioned some sponsors as well. You're, you're providing some things online as well, uh, ticket prices. Um, uh, you just kind of go into that a little bit, how people, maybe if they're not in, in the area, can even still access some of these uh, selections. Sure. Yeah. So funding-wise, you know, we're a, I mentioned earlier we're a nonprofit. Um, we run on a budget of um, right around $400,000 each year, which is 
pretty small for the, the size of the event that we have. Um, our, we have about a staff of, of 30, and only three of us are year-round. But um, I'll say again, it's Missoula who really helps us get this off the ground. The majority of our sponsors are local, which is amazing. Um, so lots of local sponsor support. Um, we, we do, of course, have ticket revenue from the festival. You can um, buy individual tickets. Folks can purchase passes to attend the festival. And you can also watch online if you don't live in Missoula or can't make it to town. Um, the virtual festival is running from February 20th through March 1st, and the majority of the program is showing online, which is really exciting. So, um, yeah, we're also funded by uh, some foundations for our, our institute programs. Our youth education programs are supported by, by grants and so on. So it's, you know, we piece it all together, and uh, we're still a, a scrappy little nonprofit, but uh, we put on really a world-class event. Rachel Gregg with us, executive director of the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. Again, you can, as she said, uh, catch those selections online, or it's going on a lot of locations around Missoula. What are some of those cool films? I, I looked at some of those selections, and, you know, there, uh, of course, I'm a naturally curious sort of person, so I want to go to all of those and learn about stuff. But tell us about some of those selections that kind of excite you or the community's buzzing about. Yeah, so a couple that I'm excited about, um, our opening night film this year, we're super excited to have a free opening night once again for the community. The film we're showing is called Subject. It's actually about people who have been subjects of documentary films in the past. Um, so we're talking people from Hoop Dreams and the Staircase series, um, the Square, the Wolfpack, um, and, and kind of the complicated nature of, you know, your life being on display, um, just depending on what happens with the film. It can really, it's not just that um, a documentary documents your life, it kind of becomes part of your story moving forward. So really interesting um, film there that's had a it's made a big splash over the last year or so since it premiered at Tribeca um, I'm also excited about um, a film that we have as our what we call it the big sky centerpiece it'll play on um, on Wednesday at MCT uh, on the February 22nd the film's called crows are white uh, it's a film about a, a Muslim man who um, marries a, a non-muslim woman and is very nervous about telling his parents and sort of to process this he uh, goes to, he strikes up a friendship with a monk at a monastery in Japan. So a very unlikely story and takes some interesting paths and seems like kind of a sleeper of a film, but is one of the better documentaries we've seen this year. And I, our programmers are really excited about that one. Um, we're closing the festival with a cool film called Cowboy Poets from director Mike Day. Um, there's some familiar Montana scenes and, and people in that particular film. Um, it's about just what it sounds like, uh, cowboys who are poets. Um, there's a, a huge uh, American national cowboy uh, poetry gathering um, that brings all those folks together, and we follow a few of the different subjects that, that attend that gathering, and we, we meet them in their different lives. Just a beautiful film, really well done. Um, and a few other, because this is um, Voices of Montana, a few other kind of Montana films in the festival include um, a biopic about Ivan Doig, um, of course, the beloved writer. Uh, we have a film about Lily Gladstone that's part of our um, Firelight Media and American Masters shorts. Um, of course, the actress from uh, from Browning. A uh, film about Malia Kipp, also uh, from Browning, the um, the incredible Lady Grizz athlete uh, who has really become a, a mentor and a trailblazer in her own right. 
um, a film called Path of the Panther, which is from uh, filmmaker Eric Bendick, who's based in Bozeman. He's a fabulous wildlife filmmaker. Um, this film is about Florida panthers, which are, of course, um, disappearing, but also hard to hard to capture. Um, a film called Artemis about um, a woman who's a, a bow hunter. She actually lives here in Missoula, and um, she uh, last the last season she was hunting in her third trimester of pregnancy, which is kind of an an interesting um, story all in itself. And she's just a lovely woman. Her film is also made by a local filmmaker named Paige Williams. Um, gosh, we have so many amazing stories. These are obviously all very different things. Um, I, we have a fabulous film about uh, Richard Williams, the father of Venus and Serena Williams. Um, uh, one of my other favorites is Sex with Sue about uh, Sue Jo Hansen, who was the like sex advisor who was on television when uh, back in the 90s. Um, uh, gosh, oh my God, so many films. It's super hard to choose. You have some awesome shorts called Ticket Stories and Chasing Butterflies. Uh, you know, some of the, some of the lighter films are going to be in the Penny Lane retrospective. Lots to choose from. <laughs> yeah, you noted uh, some some of these uh, Montana offerings as well. How has that industry um, kind of grown in Montana? Yeah, you know, a lot of the Montana films I mentioned um, are made by filmmakers who live and work here and have received um, some support and and really jump started their careers in Montana. Um, you know. Uh, Bigger picture, film industry in Montana has obviously gained a lot of traction in the last few years. Um, having a recurring um, multi-part series in Yellowstone, oh, yeah. and some of the yeah. offshoots from that has, has been yeah. huge. It's made it possible for a lot of Montana filmmakers to have steady work and be able to stay in Montana and keep doing some of their side projects and whatnot. I didn't give you enough time to answer that. Um, I've got to take a break. But I, I thank you so much. I mean, it was really a, a good stuff. I appreciate that. BigSkyFilmFest.org for more information. Rachel Gregg, thank you very much.